Father, we thank you tonight. We surrender this moment to thy hands. Take charge as you move us forward henceforth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let's put those hands together for Jesus. And please, let's be seated. Hallelujah. Please have your seat. Please, please have your seat. God bless you. Our scriptural reading tonight is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 15. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. I am speaking to somebody tonight. You are going forward in the name of Jesus. I am sharing on what God has laid on my heart. Going forward. God's covenant steps for our all-round advancement. God's agenda for his children is to move forward. Not just movement. You know, there could be movement in some cases. Maybe to the side, roundabout. But you are not really gaining advancement. So there could be movement without advancement. But God's ideal advancement for you is forward movement. Going forward means achieving progress and seeing results in whatever you are doing. Both spiritually, physically, and all around in your life. But however, we must understand that for us to go forward, power is required. Because there are powers that we want to resist your advancement. And so, you need adequate push to go forward. The Bible said in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 12, verse 6, and Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron and brought your fathers out of the land of Egypt. So for you to have reasonable advancement, the Lord would have to move you forward. And I pray for somebody tonight that from today henceforth, you will not struggle to move forward again. God shall be moving you forward in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This means that besides God moving us forward, we as God's children also have our roles to secure our advancement. Waiting on God to move you forward alone is not God's idea for our advancement. We must have our part to play. That's why Paul is saying here, yeah, I press 
to obtain the mark. I want us to know that without a press, there is no result. But our pressing cannot be just physical. We have to engage in our pressing spiritually. Remember Jesus in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, says something. He said unto them, No man having put his hands to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. So we need to put our hands on the plow and to focus on the direction we are going in order to achieve advancement. I want you to follow me carefully. I am taking us to somewhere. This year, God has ordained for us to experience restoration. But restoration comes by way of us aligning with God's plan and purpose and securing his hands to restore to us whatever the locust and the cankerworm and palmerworm have eaten. We must understand that we ourselves need to change position in order for us to enjoy restoration and advancement. Remember the children of Israel in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8. These are people that God had moved from the land of Egypt and he was taking them to the promised land. And they got to a point and they settled back in a place called Horeb. To them, there was no need for them to advance anymore. Forty years had already completed in their journey. And they tarried there at the gate of their promised land. Until God spoke to them and said, you have stayed too long in this position. You need to advance. And that is what God is saying to somebody tonight. There is a particular situation you are going through. And you feel, oh, maybe this is just God's plan for me at this moment. God is saying to you, you have stayed in that position for too long. You need to arise and advance to your promised land. You need to arise and move forward. And then you will see the hand of God moving you forward. So you don't need to settle in singlehood. You need to know that God has ordained for you a life partner. And you must take steps in order for this destiny, your marital destiny to be secured. You need to know that God has not ordained for you to remain in a situation of joblessness. There is a step that is expected for us to take in order for God to fulfill his agenda of advancing us. We don't have to settle as mediocre in wherever we are working or whatever we are pursuing. God expects us to make up our mind to advance so that he can move us forward. The Lord will move you forward in the name of Jesus. But God's agenda tonight is for us to know that there is something that we must do. 
There is something that we, as his children, covenant children, must do for us to go forward. Now, the scripture we read, the Bible said that God spoke to Moses. He said, why are you crying unto me, Moses? Say to the children of Israel that they move forward. Now, what is God saying here? Sometimes we cry unto God about everything. We pray and we fast and we cry. Without taking the appropriate steps that we need to take. He said, why are you crying to me? Say to them to go forward. They need to take steps. You need to take steps. There is no need sitting down and just crying and saying, Lord, look at this Red Sea. Look at the Egyptians behind us. God is saying, in the midst of this, you need to arise. Take step, and you will see me change that situation in your favor. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, let us read that scripture. There is something to do. Please open your Bible to Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. If you are there, please. Thank you. Observe and to do. Observe and to do is the key word there. So there is a requirement for doing. Therefore, what God expects of us as his children is this. When you are confronted with that situation, with that challenge, with that Red Sea, what you should be asking yourself as mature Christian is, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing that I'm not doing? Instead of just crying unto God, Oh Lord, oh God, help me, help me. And God will say, yes. What about your own responsibility? There is something you must do. You see, the challenges we are going through are not unique or peculiar to us. But we have not understood what is expected of us. And so as we are crying to God, God is saying, there is something in your hand. Moses, why are you crying? There is something you need to do about that thing. Crying and praying alone does not solve it. You must observe to do. So mature believers usually will go to God and say, Father, what are you saying about this situation? What am I expected to do here? Not, Lord, do it for me. Lord, do it for me. <laughs> Any faith 
that is depending on God to do everything for you is an irresponsible faith. And God does not take delight in raising irresponsible children. You must go to him with a prayer of inquiry. Lord, look at this situation here. Where and what is the way out? <laughs> David went to war. By the time he returned, his family had been carted away by the enemy. He didn't just, he cried, yes. But he didn't just start taking steps. He asked God, Lord, what do I do here? That's scriptural maturity. And that's what God is saying to us tonight. Now, that situation is not too hard for God to solve or to bring to pass. There is nothing too difficult for him. But God wants you to mature to that level where you'll be able to take responsibility and say, Lord, show me the way out. What am I supposed to be doing that I'm not doing? Or what is it that I am doing that I'm not supposed to be doing? By the time you go to God with these questions and you lend your ears to him, God begins to show you the way out. We have churches filled with crying babies these days. Prayer warriors that are not paying attention to what their own responsibility should be. Oh Lord, give me bread. Father, give me manna. And he will say, no, I will not give you manna. Ask of me how you can bake your own manna. These are the kind of children that God wants to raise in this generation. Problem solvers. Men that will run to God and say, Father, I know there is a challenge here. And I also know that you have an answer here. What is it that must be done for us to have a headway? And by the time he speaks to you, you need to take steps. He said to them, go forward. There was the Red Sea in front of them, and Pharaoh and his army were behind. Now, have you ever imagined if the children of Israel had refused to go forward? No, 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 there's Red Sea there. There is no need to go forward at all. We prefer to stay here. Some of them were able to say they want to go back to Egypt. It would have been more horrible for them. You know, Jesus said about something about a demon that is cast out. When he goes away and he comes back and sees the house empty, he goes to look for stronger demons than he himself and comes back. And the situation of that person becomes worse. That's what would have become the situation of the children of Israel if they hadn't come forward. Some of us are in this kind of fix. We are in this situation. 
God is said to restore us to our promised land. God is said to take us forward. And he's saying, go forward. He has already given the word. I want to restore to you that thing that you have lost. But you need to take steps. Stop crying. Take steps now. What are the covenant steps, therefore, for advancement? As we round up. Number one, steps of faith. Your faith is fake if it is not accompanied with an appropriate action. Faith is dynamic. Faith is not restive. Faith is demonstrated by what you do. To prove God that you believe what he has said concerning that situation. Faith is taking steps to commit God's integrity to perform what he has said in his word. So if you say, I have faith, show me your faith by your work. By the actions that you are taking. So we must take steps of faith in order to secure our advancement. No one sitting down goes forward. It is one step after the other that guarantees advancement. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Like the song we sang now. So many justified children of God confronted with situations, Red Sea, they prefer to go and face Egypt instead of taking steps forward. God said, my soul shall not be pleased with him. And so, so many are seated and God is shaking his head and biting his finger. Oh, I thought he was matured enough. I thought she was matured enough. My soul is not pleased in him. He's not taking steps. He's supposed to be living by his faith. And if you say you have faith, then show me by taking steps and you will see me parting that Red Sea. The reason why that Red Sea is still standing in front of you, sir, ma, is because you have not taken the right steps yet. You are still crying in prayers. There is nothing wrong in prayers, though. But God is looking for men that will ask him questions. Lord, what is the way out? Where am I missing it here? And God will say, okay, he has matured up. This is what you need to do. In line with my recommendation and requirement. And if you observe to do according to what he has spoken, God performs it just like this. I wonder sometimes if Moses had not stretched forth that rod of faith. <laughs> we need to take steps. Joshua chapter 3, verse 13. The children of Israel were confronted by another waters of the enemy again. This time Jordan. And it came to pass as soon as the souls 
of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord. The Lord of the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon the heap as soon as the sole of their feet rests upon the waters. And then God will cause the Jordan to pass. So many are just standing at the edge of the Jordan. Lord, this Jordan is going to swallow me. <laughs> that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. And God said, just take a step, son. Just take a step. Let your feet just step upon the waters as royal priesthood. And you will see how I will turn that Jordan to become a heap. People of God, God is looking for sons. It doesn't matter what, whether you are a female or a male. We are all sons in the kingdom. But those that qualify to be sons are those that we hold scriptures and say, Lord, because you said this, I am moving forward based on this word, and it must happen as you have said it. And God will say, ah, this guy, if I leave him like this. You commit God's integrity to perform. You are waiting on God for something. Take steps. In those days, there was this woman that had waited for God for the fruit of the womb. For years. And he came to a point, she said, no. We will not bother about spirit, physical children anymore. We'll be going for evangelism and be preaching to get sons. And he came to a point and God said, okay, this is what you have to do. Go and buy baby things and surrender your room with baby things. There will always be an instruction from God. And the sister went and bought baby things and surrendered her house. Baby things. It was not long from there. She came forth with her child. At a point when I and my wife were married, we were waiting on God for the fruit of the womb. And suddenly, God, we were asking him, Father, what is happening? And he said, oh, write their names. You know, in Nigeria, we used to have tight booklets. Thank God, I don't, we don't have here. And begin to pay tight for them. And we wrote all their names out, and we were paying tight. Steady for all of the children with their names. Steps of faith. And God did it. And he did it again. <laughs> Hallelujah. You must commit God's integrity by the steps you take. Number two, avoid murmuring and complaining. I'll be rounding up very soon. I'll make it fast now. Murmuring will muddle up things around us. Complaining will only complicate matters. Stop murmuring. In the name of explaining your situation, so many murmur and grumble against God. In Numbers 14 from verse 1, the Bible said, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And in verse 20, And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with my glory. Because all these men have seen my glory, and yet they did not believe all the miracles that I did in Egypt. They have tempted me these ten times, and I have not hearkened to my voice. Surely, verse 23, 
They shall not see the land which I swear unto them. Avoid murmuring. Don't let the situation tempt you to begin to murmur or complain. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10. They murmured in the wilderness and they were destroyed of the destroyer. We are too quick to complain in the name of explaining things. Give God thanks, which is the next one. If you want to secure your advancement, let thanksgiving continue to be in your mouth. Give God thanks. See, in Judges chapter 20, verse 18, they were asking, who will go for us to possess the land? Who will go for us? And God said, let Judah go first. What is Judah? Praise. If you can put forth praise in the midst of that situation, God will advance you. So give God thanks. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the of Ammon, and we know the story. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. Acts 16, 25. Paul and Silas, in the midst of their chains, they praised God. And we know what happened. God came down as we round up. We must engage in kingdom advancement and devils. And finally, we must stay focused on God and the requirement of scriptures. Matthew 6, 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Let's avoid distraction. Finally, <laughs> no games, no gimmicks. You must be born again. You must be born again. The bread is not made for dogs. It is made for kingdom children. I don't know how many of us here have truly surrendered our life to Christ. There's an opportunity already for you to enjoy advancement. You need to surrender your life. No games, no gimmicks. I want us to rise up on our feet now. That's where we are going to begin from. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, the Bible said, The Lord knoweth those that are his. Let us bow our heads, close our eyes. I know that we have needs. We are going to pray now for our needs. Yes. But first things first. You want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. I just want to, wherever you are, just lift up your hands. Or you want to rededicate your life to Christ. Jesus is still saving. That is the beginning of our advancement. Thank you, Father. Anyone want to surrender his life to Christ, you have the opportunity to do so. We give you praise, Father. Now let's begin to give God thanks for the privilege for us to receive his word. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I invite my brother, if you know you want, there is something you need for God, you want to join your faith with us with the men of God in the house. For God to help you to advance in that area. Now the altar is open. There is nothing impossible with God. 
Maybe you have been pushing it to God. Now you want God to show you the way out. Please, we want you to come forward so that our leaders will join faith with you and pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The message has been passed across. Your life must do what? Move forward. Everything is in your hand. If you want your life to move forward, that means you must forget about what? The past. Proverbs 4, 25 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Not even to the left or to the right. Look forward. That thing you are looking up to, what you are looking for, it is done in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, we want to appreciate you for the dimension you have taken us this evening. We thank you because you remind us that we have to look forward. We have to go forward. We have to move forward. We should forget about what is in the past. We should not look at that mountain in front of us. We should not look at that Red Sea in front of us. If you make path through the Red Sea, whatever be on our way, Father, you will make a way. And you will permanent the victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this evening's message. We thank you because next month we are going to testify to your glory. We thank you because we are going to rejoice here. And remember the message of today. That Lord, I take a step of faith. And my life move forward. You shall remember and give thanks to God. And you shall know that you avoid murmuring and complain as you step into the new month. What will make you to look forward that God Almighty will endow you in the mighty name of Jesus. This type of miracle that will begin to happen before you, the Lord will open it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. We thank you for this second victory night for this year. Thank you for the pastor that you have used for us. Father, we pray that more anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. He has offloaded what you have given unto him. Father, reload him in the mighty name of Jesus. Physically, spiritually, reload him in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless him, bless the work of his hand. Bless sister, bless the children. Make their way straight in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray for you also as you share amen with him. That God Almighty... We make a way for you in Jesus' name. That spirit that will keep you going, that Lord Almighty will give you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, the remaining of our program for this year is in your hand. We are not looking backward. We are looking forward. To the success of those programs, Father, we pray, Almighty God, all glory shall be to your name in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we depart here now, the presence of God shall go with us in Jesus' name. We shall reach our various homes safely in the mighty name of Jesus. And when next we meet here, it shall be testimony all around in Jesus' name. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Shall we share the grace together in fellowship? And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Do have a wonderful night rest. <laughs>